ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the most famous words in motorsports with your host, Lugs and the Gas Man. Ladies and gentlemen, start your podcast. Hey folks, welcome back to another week of Wrecking and Race. I am your host, the Gas Man, with my co-host, Lugs. Lugs. The Nuts. <laughs> Uh, the lug nuts, yes. <laughs> That's his backup singers. No? You make the s- I most know. terrible <laughs> jokes. I know. Who who likes your jokes? Is anybody? Does your wife put up with them? Uh, I, I I don't ask people's opinion. I'm my, I'm my own person. I don't care what other people <laughs> think about me. <laughs> oh, man. Folks, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for telling your friends. If you have not, please do hit that subscribe button, share us, talk about us. And don't you forget, we're on every single platform. Every platform. Well, I don't know everyone. There's probably ones out there I've never heard of before, but we're on pretty much all the major players, at least. Uh, and something I learned this week is uh, feel free to go, Alexa, play Wrecking and Racing podcast, and it'll play us. That's nifty. Yeah, it did mine uh, on my TV and with my little remote thing. I did it, and it popped up and started playing our newest episode. Oh, cool. <laughs> you can't hear this, but it's funny. Uh, Lugs, we're at Lugs' house recording this episode, and now in the living room, it is uh, Alexa's playing. Alexa's playing, <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that Alexa was going to uh, pick that up. That is hilarious. Uh, so, anyway, let's get the show on the road. As always, we've got some beer for the week. Um, your spa, we're doing the Natty Days today, huh? <laughs> <laughs> natter days, yeah. Natter, na- natter, yeah. Natty natter days. days, natty days. Natty days was college days, right? <laughs> I guess for some of us, maybe. Uh, we had Keystone Light. We had a lot of hams in Keystone, college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So a very. I hope, they, I hope they bring the Natter Day car back. Surely they're not just gonna. <sighs> one and done. Be one and done. I've seen that. I've seen Natter Days like everywhere. I think it blew up more than they expected. Expected. Yeah, probably so. I mean, it actually doesn't taste too bad. It's a nice summer beer. Yeah. Uh, anyway, very exciting show. Um, at any time, you might hear my phone ring, vibrate, whatever mode it's we, on we right now. We have a guest. Yeah, today. we have a guest yeah. coming in. Yeah. So, uh, Ryan Bell, a crew chief for NBM Motorsports, and it's our first crew chief. It is. So, we've had drivers on the show, and that's pretty much it. Uh, so, we're branching out a little bit, having a crew chief on the show. We have had a pleasure of meeting Ryan. Talk to him briefly at Charlotte. Yeah, it'd be cool to get his perspective on the other side of things. Yeah, so maybe like we'll bring up probably the rules package, just kind of the industry from a crew chief's perspective, yeah. Yeah. stuff like that. So we'll see when we get to that point. Just keep listening and you will hear it. <laughs> exactly. Right? <laughs> Don't fast forward. Or do, but come back. That, that's hilarious. So we just got silent there, and you can hear us talking in the background because Alexa's playing us. <laughs> so we may have to stop. Alexa, stop playing Wrecking Racing Podcast. <laughs> I don't think you heard me. Okay. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so this week we were in Michigan, and uh, you know we had a little rain in Michigan. What's your dog looking at? I think he hears the podcast. <laughs> okay. Because it hears us twice. It's very, very confusing. <laughs> yeah, fortunately, we had some rain on Sunday. So the race was postponed to Monday. Tell us about that. So Monday, Monday at 5 o'clock. Yeah. So that first took me back, you know, a little surprised because it's always like 11. 
So it's, there's a trade-off. So, you know, why 5 o'clock? And the answer to that is, that must be your fault. Soccer. Soccer, yeah. The Women's World Cup um, was on, and Fox has an agreement to show that. So they waited for that to be over with to play. So money, or excuse me, uh, TV rules. Yes. Everything. Yeah. So. Now, the trade-off. Well, if you're for, a fan, for yeah. guys like us, it actually worked out well, right? And and got, I'd say a majority of the people. Sure. And TV was up, so it was like a ninety eight percent increase over the last rain uh, rained out race. Last year was it rained out too? Uh, no, not last year. Uh, Dover, the last rained out oh, race, okay. which was, okay. I think was Dover. Uh, so anyways, like a ninety eight percent increase over Dover. Mm. And the reason why is because we all got off work, went home, and watched it, which is great. But what? It, well, put yourself in that position. If you bought tickets. And we, and whenever we buy tickets, me and you, and we go to a race, we actually worry about this. Well, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we kind of banked on this when we booked our tickets for Charlotte, right? Yeah. So we took the additional day off the following Monday, or actually, we didn't take it off, but we got a really late flight out of Charlotte on Monday in well, anticipation yeah, that if there was a morning or you know early afternoon race, we could still catch it and make it to the airport. So late was like it was like a six thirty flight. Yeah. So. Normal rain shortened or rained out races, mm-hmm. 11, we 12 o'clock. Fine. Yeah, no problem. If it was similar circumstance, we would have been SOL. In the airport going through security. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, not, not remembering it. <laughs> some of us, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it's a trade off. What does NASCAR do in this situation? They did what they had to do, right? But now that they've seen the ratings, do you do they see do going them? Forward? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. and also daylight plays a factor, right? So I mean, as we get further into the year, if, we're, if this happens at a track where it doesn't have lights Light, at night, sure. you know, it's going to be dark by sure. six o'clock. So it's not really going to be as much of an option yeah. then. So I think it just there's well, a lot of variables that played into it. Yeah, I say sure, but the truth is, I'm sure they're crunching numbers for tickets. For yeah, like, so people who utilize you tickets, wanna, you, wanna, to you want more TV. eyeballs on TV, or do you want more seats in the stand? Yeah, and it's gonna come down to whichever one paid them the most money that day. Hmm. Which is probably gonna be TV deal. The money they make off of the advertisements on the TV deal, probably. Probably. But I mean, it's it's a money game, and that's exactly whichever one's gonna make the most money that day is the way they're gonna go. So if it was very profitable for them to do it at five o'clock. I see future ones being about the same time. Yeah. So we'll move on and talk about the actual racing product. What did you think of the race Monday? Yeah. So yes, no, yes, no. I, I'm on the fence. I'm, I'm right in the middle. It, I, I mean, I thought the race was decent, but it didn't blow me away. Okay. So I passing mean, wise, or all the, so I was a little disappointed in the passing. Because you see a lot of people get runs and not be able to complete the pass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as bad, quite as bad as Pocono. No, no, I agree. No, 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 not not nowhere near as bad as Pocono. So I, I'll put it this way: for a Michigan race, I thought it was okay. Yeah. Now the anticipation built up for it, I was expecting more. I agree. It was it was a it was an okay race. It was I would even give it a, de- a decent race rating, but uh, yeah, too much emphasis on Arrow just. Just like every week, right? But yeah. even more so, more so this weekend. I mean, I really wanted to see how the end was going to play out. I don't think it was going to change anything. But whenever Truex and Kurt Busch were drafting to catch up to Logano, that was pretty cool. 
and I was interested to see what's going to happen there. I don't know if they yeah. really would have been able to do anything. Yeah, then the caution came out, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, yeah, I was. I mean, you see them cutting the lead down. You don't see. You don't see that very often. No, that's what true. They you did. Don't. Two competitors, two rivals working together to catch another competitor to be able to have a shot at it. So, um, that was kind of cool to see. You know, I kind of wanted to see how that was going to pan out. But overall, not not a bad race. Not a, not a great race. So, I didn't get a chance to see a Jeff Gluck's results. Well, do you have that you're by lucky. chance? I do have Okay, it. I, was, I was thinking you probably would. Now, I checked this. This was earlier this morning. Okay. When I checked it this morning, it was a little over 12,000 votes, and it was split 50-50. Wow. So, Well, kind of, yeah, I said I'm kind of, eh, it's about my feelings on it. Well, I'm pulling this up. What? Uh, anything? Any other so, takeaways? Well, a couple things that we really don't involve a huge discussion. Uh, the number forty-one Suarez car had a loose leg. Now, that's two weeks in a row. And he finished uh, top five, or uh, where was he? At? I don't remember exactly where he was, but it was like eleventh, maybe. It was a. Uh, it was. I don't know. It was close to the top ten, if not inside the top ten. It was a pretty decent finish. I want to say he was the top Stuart Haas car, but I could be wrong because I know Harvick was seventh, but. All right, so let's take a look here. Was Michigan a good race? Your votes produced a 50-50 split for the ninth time in the polls history. These races are tied for 92nd out of 128 races polled. So this was lower than last June's Michigan race. We got a phone call, folks. Hey, folks, we are joined by Ryan Bell, crew chief with MBM Motorsports. Hey, Ryan. How are you guys? (laughs) Fantastic, man. Uh, can you hear us okay? I guess I should ask that just a moment ago. Yes, sir. No, loud and clear. Awesome. You are as well. Great. Uh, we use our cell phones, so sometimes it's kind of shitty quality, so I'm glad it's it's going good. All right. So, Ryan, you're a, a crew chief at MBM Motorsports. Uh, you know, kind of let our fans know a bit about you. Like, uh, are you just an Xfinity crew chief? You work with the Cup team? You know, just kind of fill us in about exactly what you do. So here at MBM, I'm kind of a uh, a floating crew chief. I do all the setup stuff during the week, run our pull-down machine, do all of our sim stuff, and then on the weekends, I'll actually bounce between our four drivers. Uh, a lot of times, I'll look after Joey Gase's stuff, um, but determining the weekend and kind of what we got going on, I'll do some of Timmy Hill's Xfinity stuff, uh, Chad Pincham, and then uh, also... And a car chief slash engineer on the cup side with Brian Keselowski. We kind of tag team the cup field and just try to use all of our assets the best way we can here at MBM. Being a smaller team, can't turn down good help. Oh, in that case, I volunteer my services for uh, for future uh, endeavors. Hey, we'll take it. We need all the help we can get. <laughs> Uh, and you actually, I had a couple of questions here to ask. You actually just answered a couple of them right there in that conversation. Um, so, I mean, being a smaller team, you kind of wear multiple hats. And I'm assuming that's across the board, right? Like everybody pretty much picks up extra duty? Yes, sir. Um, my least favorite term on this team is that's not my job because I don't care what it is. It's your job. I, uh, <laughs> You know, some days I'm a travel agent. Some days I'm a crew chief. Some days I'm a pit crew guy. Some days I got to change the toilet paper and mop the floor. You know, it just... Whatever it takes around here, we just want to get the job done and, and keep a professional, 
look in a professional feel to our team. And, and sometimes that means guys stepping outside their comfort zone to do other things. But at the end of the day, it makes us all better employees and better people. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, actually I, uh, your, um, PR rep, I guess it is, uh, infield Jen. Is that her name? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. She reached out to us to make sure she got a copy of this episode. Um, but it's very interesting cause I remember seeing her at the race when we were at Charlotte pulling a gas can or something. Oh my God. Jen is amazing. You know, she'll, she'll run gas. She hands off the second can, those hundred pound cans. You know, she's the, the girl out there handing them to the fuel guys. Um, she does travel arrangements. She's in the shop getting dirty. I mean, whatever it takes. You know, Jen is Jen's got a racer attitude and, and has always been that way, and that's why she really fits this team so well. Um, but I guess that's what happens when you're uh, marrying into the Keselowski family. you got to be a racer at heart. Uh, she's she's marrying into the Keselowski family? Is uh, yes, yeah, she's... She's actually Brian Keselowski's fiance. Oh, okay. Ah, all right, yeah, yeah. We I didn't get a chance to talk to Brian, but I did see him at Charlotte while we were there. Um, I, I'm sure you do a much better job than he does. Anyway, I just point that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, Brian's the man. <laughs> that's good to hear. Uh, and I think there you guys have four Xfinity teams, at least like right now you do. Yes, sir. We uh, we have four full time Xfinity teams that we run every week. With uh, our primary drivers are, of course, Joey Gase in the 35, um, Timmy Hill in the 66, Chad Fincham in our 42 car, and then our 13 car kind of bounces around between Johnny Jackson, who's actually one of the team owners, and, uh, you know, some other drivers we just put in there to let go ride around a little bit and make some money. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, here, here's an interesting tidbit. Uh, so... Right around Daytona, we actually had Joey on the show. And uh, right after we had him on the show, there he was doing something where he can sponsor for X amount of dollars, whatever, or get your name on the car. So we actually had our logo and our name on a small section of the deck lid at Daytona. Awesome. Awesome. I, yes, that was our deal with uh, Eternal Fan. Yeah. They yeah. do a great job and and bring special deals to the fans so they can be closer to the sport and be closer to our team and hell, help us stay in business and help us go racing every weekend. We appreciate it, man. You uh, you helped us finish 16th. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And you probably honestly don't remember our logo, and that's quite all right. It was, uh, wasn't very big, but you know what? We'll take it. We love the uh, excitement here locally we got from people on it, and it was a good time. And Joey, I mean, you can ask for a better representative for a team, Joey is, I mean, he looks like he's, you know, 12, 13 years old and just friendly as can be. And I'll tell you what, Joey keeps his nose to the ground every day. He's always looking for marketing partners, looking for sponsors. He's always doing things for his current sponsors. Um, part of the reason why we're working so hard tonight is we actually have to leave early for an event for him out in Iowa, which is his home race. We're all really excited about it. I know Joey's pumped for it. Um, the donate life people as, as are a lot for us are on board and just love getting out to those events and love the fans getting to see the car and leave their handprint and, you know, really, really put something special towards the program. You know, it's, it's fun to take those cars and race them with those handprints all over them, knowing that actual people have left messages, you know, and it, it means something to them. So it's, it's fun. 
Yeah, and I, I guess he has that special connection anyway uh, with the situation with his mom and you know her being a, an organ donor and stuff too. Yes, and that you know Joey obviously being his mom and his family carries that so dear dear to his heart. So it's been it's been amazing partnership with them for years now. Um, God, I think I, I hope I don't say this wrong, but I think it's going back eight nine years now. Um, well, with with Joey and Xfinity, so it's. It's been amazing for both parties. I know they love Joey, and Joey loves them, so it's, it's a great combination. Great. Yeah, yeah. So, Ryan, question for you. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you got started in, in the sport itself. Like, how did you get introduced and kind of come up through the ranks? Well, you know, I, obviously I was born in the amazing city of Evansville, Indiana, and <laughs> my dad uh, was part of Evil Iron, or is part of Evil Iron Street Rod, and, you know, put on the frog follies every yeah, year. And yeah, okay. Very familiar, actually. That was kind actually. of my, my introduction into cars and into the automotive world. Uh, my dad came from drag racing. He drag raced the biggest part of his life until he had a little turd son that he had to put up with. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's where my love for the sport came. And then over the years, I started drag racing some, and me and all my friends were playing with cars and i just always said man i, I want to go nascar racing you know and ended up moving to north carolina and going to nti down here met the right people at the right time i was actually standing in a place called big time stuff in mooresville and i had on my north high school city championship football t-shirt and one of the guys looked at me go and huskies said, yep love them Woo. um <laughs> They said, uh, man, you play football? I said, yeah, played played sports most of my life. He said, you ever done a pit stop before? Uh, no. <laughs> no? You want to try? Sure, why the hell not, you know? And it, yeah, I got lucky and kind of took off from there. And Rick and Del Markle uh, gave me my first shot in this sport in the Hooters Pro Cup Series, and I've just built from there. Met a lot of great people along the way that's helped me out, and here we are. Awesome, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, do you ever get a chance to come back to Indiana? I come back every Christmas. We try to come back and spend a week with the family and see everybody. It's crazy because I got the the three three little kids and my wife's actually from Vincennes, Indiana. So okay. we try to spread out in a week and see as many people as we can and catch up with old friends <laughs> and family. And it's usually more hectic than a vacation, but it's it's always good to get home. Sure. Sure, and for the fans uh, who are listening who don't know this already, Lugs and I are actually in Evansville, Indiana as well, so there's that connection that we have with Ryan, actually. So, Ryan, if you're ever in town and you need a break from the kids, give us a call. Come over and drink a beer. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Trust me. The, the good news is when I'm home, there's plenty of aunts, uncles, grandparents that uh, that love watching them. So yeah, that's that's always it's easy good. easy to get away. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh so being the crew chief in the ever wonderful changing environment of NASCAR, you know, take us through some of the challenges you deal week in, week week out with like the different packages you got to keep track of and just the changes you got to make. So our biggest thing really um, at this level is just keeping up with all the rule changes and the ever changing landscape of we're going to worry about this this week, and then we're going to worry about this next week. You know, it, it seems like they always pick a flavor of the week. I love you guys, <laughs> all NASCAR, but it seems like they always pick a, a flavor of the week, and that's kind of what they beat you up on. And just staying ahead of what thing they're going to really pick on you that week is 
you know, is the toughest. Um, and trying to keep up with the big teams is, is big for our, our organization. You know, they have multi-million dollar sim programs and engineers and, you know, they'll put a guy and say, this is your job for the next six months. I want you to figure this right front suspension out. And I want you to figure this left front suspension out. We are lucky to have two guys that are putting a car together from week to week, you know? So just trying to learn on the fly, see what they're doing at the racetrack and adapt without spending the money they spend is the hardest part, but it's the funnest part too. Cause when you outrun them, it, it feels really good. Oh yeah. I bet. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> These sim programs, um, I, I'm assuming you guys have some sort of setup. We actually got a chance to try one out at Hendrick when we were in Charlotte. That is the craziest shit ever. They have too much money. They're, they're, that's it. They're plain and simple. They have too much money for that kind of setup. Yeah, man, it, it's amazing what you can do with those things now. It's you know, it's almost like a big video game. You just input whatever you want and and watch it happen. You know, and and we have small uh, setups stuff like that. Uh, Toyota actually, we love them to death. Gives us a little bit of a hand on some stuff, and we can play around and and. But ours is just nowhere near as accurate or as, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Fancy, over the top, extravagant. Yeah, yeah <laughs> as, as theirs is. You know, it, it's funny, I always joke that when I used to walk to pit road when I first started in this sport, I took a pair of gloves. Now I take two laptops and a backpack full of different <laughs> crap just to run the race, you know? Yeah, absolutely. To kind of hinge on that, Ryan, kind of explain to us, like, what? how many hours what's the workload in the shop and then what's it like on the weekends when you're you know taking the cars off the trailer by the time you leave the for the race weekend how many how many hours have you clocked i mean just i'm sure it's an insane amount so let's say best case scenario our best work week possible we start monday morning at seven o'clock uh we don't leave any earlier than six o'clock at night and we do that Monday through Wednesday, usually. Uh, Thursday will be our travel day, which usually for us is an all-day affair. You're either jumping from plane to plane, or a lot of times we drive to the races still. Um, and then once you get to the track, Friday morning, garage opens on average 7 to 8 o'clock, and you're usually there till 8, 9 o'clock at night. Uh, go back to the hotel, get you a bite to eat maybe a cold beer to forget about the day and you're back at it about seven in the morning to go racing on Saturday, you know, and it's, it's a ton of hours. It's a ton of time away from home, but in this sport, it's just necessary. It, it just takes so much to get these cars together and ready and they have to be perfect. So time yeah. is of the essence at all times. I think that's, that's something that the average fan doesn't realize is the, the amount of hours that it takes to, to run a team like that and you know we kind of take for granted that information i guess in in the off weekends you know so i know you guys don't have one this weekend but uh, i can see why you guys cherish it so much when you do get them oh yeah no i actually ran into a lady at a truck stop uh sometime last year i can't can't remember exactly where we were and the hauler was we the van was running with the hauler and the hauler was parked outside and she said are you with a nascar team I said, yeah, you know, that's our hauler. We're with this team, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, wow, what are y'all doing? I said, we're, we're driving to the race. She goes, well, 
y'all look dirty. I'm like, well, yeah, we just left work. You know, we've been building the cars. And she's like, well, don't you just take the truck from one track to another? I'm like, no, ma'am. She's yeah. like, I didn't think y'all did nothing. I thought you just unloaded and went and raced those cars. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, it just, I wish. That'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah, it might be a simpler world. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, actually, so talking about that, so you're in Iowa this coming weekend. Last weekend, you're in Michigan. You help with the cup team, which, you know, was delayed until Monday. So what kind of, like, when you have a situation where the cup race extends to a day, you have to go from, you know, the Midwest back to the East Coast and back to the Midwest again, like, how does that whole dynamic work out? We we really regret, excuse me, when that happens, you really rely on the two or three guys we have at the shop and just, Really, really hope that they were able to get ahead on a couple of the cars we're running the next week. The Where the big problem comes in is if we're running the same car back-to-back. You know, that really hurts you, and you just know at that moment you're working late hours all week, and there's just no way to get around it. You know, time is time. That hauler has to roll out Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, and however it gets from point A to point B, it's got to be done by that time, so... You know, that's why I guess some of our guys and, and a lot of the lower budget teams you see get more emotional when there's a crash or get more, you know, rowdy at each other because those guys know at that moment they're not seeing their families that week. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not eating dinner with their kids. They're not going to baseball or, you know, you, you just know that at that moment it's it's time to go and it's time to get to work when you get there and you're probably going to be showering and going to bed for an hour and turning around and going back, you know? And, and again, to Lug's point earlier, I think people take that for granted. So, you know, we all are in a situation with our with our jobs where we have to stay extra one day and we get pissed off. Uh, but this is a pretty common occurrence for you, you know, it sounds like. And being a smaller team, there's just so much pressure on you. I, I think, I hope fans are listening to this and getting a better appreciation for what you guys do to essentially appease us as fans watching Absolutely. the sport. Yeah. And, and that, but that's what makes it worth it is, you know, you do all this hard work and you get the results or even when you don't get the results and you hop on social media or, you know, you see people out and about and they're cheering you on. Hey, you know, you guys are doing great. It's awesome. You know, thanks for all the hard work or we've been cheering you on. And, you know, that's the stuff that keeps guys like us going week to week and, keeps teams like these rolling you you know there's people out there cheering you know there's the what i call super fans that actually really keep track of the back markers you know they're not just there for the kyle bushes or the the you know whoever's it's crazy the people that come in the garage and have on like these shirts and hats for all these drivers you're like where'd you get those we don't even have those you know like it's crazy but it's awesome because that just shows that people the love and support that you're getting for your hard work is what makes it worth it, you know? Yeah. And, you know, to add on to that, Ryan, um, whenever we started this podcast, we, I would say we were guilty of being the fanboys of the bigger teams. You know, we didn't really understand or appreciate the smaller teams and I'm guilty like very much because I used to say all those freaking start you know starting part teams they should quit blah 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 but i tell you doing this podcast has opened our eyes so freaking much because we've talked to that we've got a chance to talk to drivers and stuff from the smaller teams you earn so much more respect for those guys and then you have somebody like rob kaufman who's sitting up on his iron throne like bashing small teams and stuff 
Uh, it, it just it anyway. Our perspective has changed, and I'm hoping again that people really listen to this and take note and really start to show you guys the respect you deserve and how much work. And I'm hoping you get more fans out of stuff like this. Hey, we we love all the fans and. And even if you're cheering against us, cheering for us, as long as you're cheering, as long as you're there, as long as you're enjoying this great sport that takes so much uh, heat anymore, it seems like. You yes. know, there can never be a good race. There can never be a good package. There, It just seems like the average NASCAR fan wants to jump on the sport as quick as they can. But, guys, there's great racing out there. Maybe it's not always for the lead, but... You watch that 10th to 20th place, that's a battle every week, you know. And guys like Ross Chastain right. um, that have just kind of stepped out of that shadow as of late, we've all known what Ross could do for years. Um, I worked with him at JD Motorsports, and we knew in 2014, 2015, the kid was special. You know, but it's just finding that one moment where you get to break out, you get to have your moment, uh, no different than a, a Brad Keselowski. You know, he, mm-hmm. a lot of people forget he wasn't always a top driver and got lucky and got to showcase his talent in the right situation and look where he is. You know, some, yeah. of, some of the best raw talent in the field is running 15th on back. They just don't have the money to be a top five team, you know? Right. So, yeah, and talking about guys like that who have the raw talent, and then you have a couple of guys who are, are in, and, and maybe this is me being presumptuous, but that have their position or their ride because of family money, you know, guaranteed sponsorship. I'm not going to say any names particularly like Paul Menard or anybody, but you have the guys of raw talent and you have guys that can, you know, pay the bills essentially. Like, do you see a disconnect there or do you understand it from like the business perspective that, Hey, it's necessary. It, it sucks. It, it really does, but it's how this sport works now because it just takes so many millions of dollars to run these teams that a guy like Landon Castle, a guy like Ross Chastain, Joey Gase, Timmy Hill, um, I mean, I could name four or five others that are just absolute phenomenal race car drivers. They just don't get the opportunities mm-hmm. that a guy like Paul Menard, since you already called him out, yeah. you know, get yeah. because his dad can write a blank check and leave it at the front office and say, let me know what I owe you at the end of the year, you know. Right. Um, you know, Ryan Priest made a huge, huge step forward for young drivers, you know, young upcoming drivers to get big rides again from what he did with Joe Gibbs uh, several years back. He took a gamble on himself um, and it paid off and look where he's at. And I think it kind of opened eyes again to, hey, maybe there is talent out there that doesn't come with money. Yeah. It, I think it's been good for our sport. It kind of paved the way for Ross and a sure. few of them other guys, you know. Sure. And, and talking about Priest, you know, let's face it, he's not with one one of the top teams in Cup, but he's actually making a hell of a show this year. He's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, the, the the kid is such an outstanding race car driver. I was lucky to work with him at Johnny Davis's in 2016, and let me tell you, the the talent of that young man is just unbelievable. His work ethic, you know, he drives all over this country running modified Xfinity cars, Cup cars. You know, he's not scared to get dirty. Guys, guys like him are who the fans I wish got a closer look at because that's a racer. That's what it should be. You know, Ross Chastain 
winning a truck race, flying to Florida and getting on his tractor, you know, <laughs> and going and plowing the watermelon fields, yeah. or Joey Gase running the Coca-Cola 600 and then being in his office on Monday, burning up the computer, burning up the phone. You know, those are the guys that should get the love, you know? Yeah, right, yeah, right. absolutely. But it's it's more fun to watch Kyle Busch getting his whatever and get a speeding <laughs> ticket on Highway 150 running 130 miles an hour, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So, you know, when's, like, when do you wh- – and this just me being facetious a little bit, but when's the last time that Kyle Busch picked up a phone to try to get a sponsor? Oh, God. I, <laughs> who would know? You know, I mean, Kyle, Kyle does a good job running his truck team over there, but and, God, and running his mouth. People, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's crazy. But, you know, if they could put a camera on a guy like Joey Gase and follow him around for a week, the, the sport would change because people would really understand what it takes. You know, absolutely. How Joey and Timmy are in here every week, decaling their cars, making sure they look good, making sure when they do have a sponsor, they want to make sure everything's perfect, and and they're the ones in here doing it, not calling a decal company and saying, "Hey, yeah, go handle this." You know, yeah, that's awesome. We actually we need to have Timmy on the show. We've had like so we've had Joey on the show. We need to have Timmy on the show sometime. I didn't realize he was so damn tall. Yeah, he's a big guy. Oh my god, him and his brother. I, I never when met I Tyler. Chief, when I crew chief his brother, I feel small when they're standing around me asking asking what the heck's going on. You know, you're a pretty big guy yourself. What, what? That that's the crazy part is I'm not usually the small guy in a group, and I'm yeah. looking at them going, "Holy hell!" <laughs> <laughs> I do want to say for anybody listening that Ryan is a taller guy, bigger guy, but the guy can move. I was trying to stop him a couple times to say hi at Charlotte, and he was. Up and down the ladder on top of the truck to the the, the garage, just running around like crazy. Uh, you you move pretty big for or pretty fast for a, a taller, bigger guy. <laughs> hey, I uh, it's it's all out of necessity. And trust me, my body doesn't like it. But you uh, you got to keep going. And again, it's all about wasted time. So you guys missed my show in the Coca Cola Six Hundred. I had to come off the pit box and come out of retirement, changing tires. You should have. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> would have well, been, been fun to watch. Yeah, you mentioned the day uh, on the Xfinity day that you might have to do that. Um, someone hurt their leg or arm or something. Yeah, we we had a guy that was that was limping pretty bad and tried to do a couple stops there to start the day, but just wasn't wasn't really on point. So yeah, I got to come off the box and hit some lug nuts <laughs> and hit that rush again. It's been a long <laughs> time, but it's still fun. I still love it. It's uh like every kid's dream you know you get to go run and play in traffic right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's a good way of putting it yeah, yeah pretty much yeah <laughs> yeah ryan so tell us going back to kind of you know when you get to the track each week so you, you say you balance between three and four cars now uh what's kind of like the is there a base set up across all the cars and then if Yes or no there, obviously, but also what's kind of the harder or easier tracks to set up for, the more technical or the more difficult tracks to set up for? Kind of two questions there. Um, so re- at, to answer your second question first, uh, recently we were just at Pocono. That place is always really difficult because you kind of have to get two out of the three corners right, and then you just kind of have to suck in one and corner. Just try to make it through <laughs> that third one, yeah. 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 
there's really no way to be good at all ends of that place. Uh, Indy, Indy's its own animal. It's crazy. Um, I actually can say successfully have never really had a good car there. I don't know what I'm missing. If anyone listening wants to call in <laughs> and shoot me some tips, I'd love it. Um, you know, it's uh, Michigan's pretty simple. Michigan's turned into a very smooth, flat, wide-open racetrack. Um, but, yeah, uh, Iowa coming up, it's actually pretty technical. Uh, kind of a difficult track to prepare for because it's, it's a short track, a lot like Richmond. But at the end of the day, the banking and everything just makes it so different. Plus, being out there in the great state of Iowa with their weather, the uh, the surface has mm. beat us up over the years. But no, uh, I try to keep to get back to your first question. I try to keep all four of our cars pretty much the same. That way, if we do have a good change or a bad change, we can help across the board. Okay. Um, obviously, like a guy like Timmy kind of likes a certain thing. Joey has a really different package that he feels comfortable with. Um, so you got to make some changes, but we try to keep them pretty even across the board. Sure. Right. Okay. Sure. And, you know, do you guys have a backup car for every one of your four cars, or do you bring, like, two backs, backups and hope that you only don't ruin more than two in the week to, weekend? So. Uh, well, we usually bring two. Um okay. And just figure that if we wreck more than two, we probably just need to go home. <laughs> so it's a bad weekend at that <laughs> for point. That, yeah. For yeah. that weekend, uh, we, we've kind of suffered our limit. But, no, we, we carry two very well-prepared backup cars. And, you know, we feel that if we got one out, we could be as successful as we could with the primary that we sadly just lost. Uh, most of our backup cars are something that had just raced in the last couple weeks. So it's a easy... Not saying I ever want to do it, but it is an easy transition if it ever happens. Yeah. I I actually have a interesting question here, just something I've always pondered or wondered. So, uh, you know, like this week we had, you know, a couple of lug nuts being left loose. A lug nut, you know, fine for a crew chief is $5,000 in the Xfinity series. Who foots the bill for that? Well, most of the time, the team owner will actually end up floating the bill. Obviously, we have to suffer the one-race suspension, but in most cases, the team owner will, will help you out there. Sadly, on some of the bigger fines, crazy stuff, if it's something that you really did on your own and they had no knowledge of, there's a pretty good chance you're eating that one yourself. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah, that'd be a bad day. Know. Yeah. yeah. We, uh, I've, I've stared down a couple a couple big finds here in my career and gotten very, very lucky. NASCAR been very good to me in their judgment and, and let me come out the other side sitting okay. But tell you what, those are some scary days when oh, you when you do get caught. <laughs> yeah, a- absolutely. And when you're going through inspection, I mean, there's such a tight tolerance. And I know that like a couple of races here, you've had trouble hitting inspection times, et cetera, on a couple of the cars. I mean, that has to be such a damn stressful situation. It, it's really gotten that way. You know, it's, the tolerances have gotten so tight, and some of the things that they they ask us to do are kind of ridiculous these days. But, uh, you know, it's, it's even across the board. They do treat mostly everybody the same. So the, I guess the, frustra- the frustrating part is, is you almost have to grin and bear it when something does go wrong. Um just trying to to manipulate these lasers and this Hawkeye machine they have, which is basically a gigantic machine that takes a 
digital picture of the whole car yeah. and then tells NASCAR if our body is in and out of tolerance all over, not just select areas like it used to be. Um, that that part there alone will make you want to pull your hair out. Yeah, and I'm not asking you to reveal any secrets here, but uh, there was reports last year of uh, teams using black uh, trim pieces on their car to kind of... Yeah, like different paint schemes. Yeah, to try to manipulate the system a little bit. Do you see that kind of stuff? Like, have you experienced that or seen that kind of stuff go on? Yes. Actually, um, I was involved in a lot of the early Hawkeye um, testing, I guess, in the off-season. And we actually took a couple different colored cars on accident, not even on purpose. It was just the way... It kind of fell and um, noticed a pretty big discrepancy in colors um, and got to playing with different colors of the laser. And NASCAR obviously was on that pretty quick and, <laughs> and made a lot of changes to eliminate that. Um, but obviously, again, these, these big teams just have so much money. You know, they, they integrate everything yeah. into the wrap and the color scheme, and, and they push – everything they can and that's oh, sure like like again we talked earlier they have a guy literally just sitting there going through figuring out hey this color will do this to a laser this color will do this to a laser and yeah. you know integrated into their wraps and their designs which is just insane but that's the that's the sport we've created yeah, yeah. you know that's everyone wants to get mad about it but at the end of the day it was assholes like us that kept cheating that keeps pushing things this way you know <laughs> <laughs> well, true true but i mean i think i don't think it's a secret that every team out there tries to find that gray area and and use it to their advantage and you should i mean that's, that's the way the sport's set up and that's what you should be doing yeah you, you have to i mean you look through the garage and when 20 of the teams are they call it cheating. Cheating's a stupid word for what we do. It's not cheating. It's it's what you said, pushing the limits. And when everyone in the garage is doing it, you can't be the one guy that isn't. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that's my argument a lot with some of the higher ups in NASCAR is, guys, I'm not doing this because I want to. I'm doing this because I have to. Yeah, and again, I don't you know? think people, aka fans, really understand no. that. If you don't do that, you're going to be you're I mean you're a back of the pack car regardless. There's I mean you have to do something. Yes. And it every everything I I call it stacking pennies. Every little bit you do adds up big in the end. So, you know, if it's a thousand here, a couple thousand here, you know, this here, a degree here, whatever, at the up. end of the day, that makes a big difference. One yeah. lap around a racetrack at 180 mile an hour. Absolutely. Yeah. So again, not to put you on the spot, Ryan. Uh, tell us about time you done something. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's. We'll okay. give you a pass on that. Yeah, one. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we we uh, plead the fifth, right? I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to plead the fifth on that one. I, I, <laughs> not that you would ever do I, anything. I shouldn't apply that you would. That's just me being silly. No, I mean I, I'm a. <laughs> I'm by the book. I, I'm that one weird guy in the garage that never does anything wrong. <laughs> in case anybody important's listening. Yeah, we're not we're not that big yet. <laughs> no, I, you know, we we play with whatever we can. You know, and again, it's not cheating. It's just matching out everything you have and pushing every limit and hoping and praying to God that when you get there, it's okay. 
yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. or you get it through, you know? Yeah. I, next time we're in Charlotte, I'm getting in touch with you, and we're going to come to the shop and check it out and check all the cars and stuff out. Definitely, definitely. I <laughs> I feel bad the last time you guys were in town. I really wanted to get together, but it was with the Coca-Cola 600 and everything going on. It was such a crazy weekend. But Yeah, no worries. I, uh, no worries. We, we completely understand, trust me. Uh, but we'll next time, whenever we like, whatever track it might be, we'll catch up and uh, you can uh, make it up to us somehow. <laughs> hey, definitely, definitely, and you you know my extended offer. You yes, whatever you all want, you're more than welcome. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we do have a couple of final questions for you. We call it like kind of our silly season questions here. Uh, I just made that up. We don't usually call it that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but we do have some, like, we want to make sure our fans get to know the person and they kind of just have a little fun. <clears throat> uh, so um, if this is kind of really off the wall, if you don't want to answer this, it's fine. It's my creepy side coming out. Uh, if you could, like, uh, like if you were a serial killer, what would you want your serial killer name to be? Oh, um, <laughs> that's really weird. I don't know. I, I guess I've never thought of it. If I was a serial killer, I guess I wouldn't want anyone to know my name. I, I would be completely under the radar. Yeah, I mean, you, you think, like, you see the news create this name for you, you're like, that really fucking sucks. I'm going to come up with something better, you know, and send it in yeah. via clippings from newspapers and stuff. Some, someone's put like way too much thought into serial killer name ever. <laughs> that's really weird. <laughs> He, the fat guy strangler or whatever that guy from Family Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> here, Ryan, I'll get. I'll I don't give, know if anybody watches that other than me, but yeah, I, I watch it. Right here, I'll give you a bunt, not a weird one like that. So, of all the places, all the tracks, the cities that you visit, what's your favorite city to visit? Not necessarily track or anything, but favorite city to visit. Um. Man, I really have always had a lot of fun in Darlington, South Carolina. It's one of the smallest towns we visit, more, I guess, laid-back areas. But, yeah, I've always had a lot of fun there, a lot of really good memories. Obviously, Vegas, Daytona, always a blast. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, that and Wisconsin, those are probably two of my favorites. Wisconsin? Yep, Man. Uh, Road America, up yeah. there in Elkhart Lake. Really? Okay. So yeah, why There's is that? A, why is that so fun? I've been to Wisconsin many times. It's geez. kind of it's like boring, and I mean it's serene. And you got a nice environment. Just like it's not. I don't really consider it a party area or anything. Cheese. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't know if it's really as fun as just the absolute shock I have every time I go to sit down a bar at a bar up there, and there's like an eight year old sitting next to me because they don't have laws apparently. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll have a Bud Light. And the kid's like, yeah, peanut butter and jelly and a chocolate milk for me. I'm like, what the hell are you, what is going on? You know? So I, I don't even know if it's as fun as just like the fact of it. It baffles me that people let their kids just sit at bars and nobody cares. Especially a few years ago, we were up there and I'm pretty sure the kid was there by himself. Like me and my buddies were just sitting there drinking, watching, watching some bat. I think it was the uh, NBA finals were on or something. We were all watching and the kid was there the whole time. Never saw anyone go up to him. He ordered some damn chicken wings. Was like taunting me because I was a LeBron fan. He's like, LeBron's garbage, dude. Like, Go to bed. Like, why are you yeah. here? This isn't, this isn't okay. Wow. But, all uh, right. Very interesting. Yeah. Learn something yeah, about Wisconsin. No, if, you, if you ever just want to be blown away, go to Wisconsin. There's, it's, a, it's a whole different world. <laughs> well, I've been to Wisconsin many times. I actually do love this state because, like I said, it's very nice and serene. I don't do a lot of bars. I've always just been like out in cabins and stuff. 
I, I, next time I know, stop in a local bar and see what happens. <laughs> yes, you will be shocked. And maybe meet the coolest 10 to, 10 to 14 year old you've ever met. I don't know. <laughs> How about a big fear, Ryan? What's your biggest fear? Failure. Hundred yeah. percent. I hate failing. I, I hate letting people down. I hate. Um, I just hate losing, man. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, failure. Hundred percent. Yeah, and he, unfortunately, you've had a couple bad races, a couple of engine failures here uh, recently. Uh, I mean, when the situation like that, you guys go back to the shop, have like a team meeting, and say this isn't going to effing happen again, and try to figure out what's going on. Yes, we actually have spent the biggest part of the last couple of days just absolutely evaluating every piece of our the engines the oil filters the oil lines the way the plumbing is trying to figure out you know what has happened and why why the engine bug has got us you know chris sumner and the guys in our engine shop do an amazing job and they build great horsepower they build great engines and come to find out most of these engine failures can't be aren't being tracked back to anything that's happened in the engine shop it's just been freak accidents or freak happenings and it's it's crazy how your luck is sometimes and yeah i promise you i've wanted to scream but uh (laughs) it's it's good to be able to go back do the research and know that you got your guys back and we know they're doing a great job they know we're doing a great job and it's just a freak accident you know and that's that's the crazy part yeah i mean it definitely would be a a little easier to deal with if you knew what the hell was going on like you knew you got a bad batch of parts or whatever not knowing that is like you don't sleep at night it's a punch to the gut yeah that that's horrible i don't, I don't wish that on anybody so i'm sorry to hear that yeah no i mean I, there's been a lot of sleepless nights lately from from all of that and it, it's the same thing you know it's just not knowing but the good thing is we know now and we're gonna go forward and some of these good runs we've been having are actually going to turn into good finishes, and y'all get to talk about us a lot more. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know when that next time you really do get that big finish, you're coming back on the show and talking to us about it. I'd love to, guys. It's it's been a been a blast. Yeah, it's, it's been a great interview. Fan, actually, it's been a fantastic interview. Very yeah. insightful and stuff. Yeah. Um, I do have one more question for you. If you couldn't be a crew chief or work on an NASCAR team, what would be your dream job? Shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Could you at least pick a better team? <laughs> no, that is the team. You're from Please Evansville. Don't be Cardinals fans. Are you guys yeah. Cardinals fans? Uh, Lugs doesn't know shit about sports. Yes, I I yeah. am a Cardinals fan by far. Oh my god, the interview's far. over. Uh, <laughs> Way to ruin it, guys, you know, man. It is my- it is actually crazy coming from this area. It's like Forty percent Cubs fans, forty percent Cardinals fans, and why in the hell the other twenty percent Braves fans? I don't get it. I could probably, with your age, that's that's my guess why you're a Braves fan, is because they were actually winning whenever you were a kid. <laughs> Way my, to insult. Uh, my my cousin, my uh, cousin Jeff Davis is actually. Um, he was, I think he's seven, eight years older than me. So, anyways, he was the big cool guy I always looked up to and he was a major Braves fan so that kind of sucked me into the Braves thing over the years but yeah it was early 90s uh the big moment I became a Braves fan was when Sid Bream scored the winning run against the Pirates that kind of uh kind of stuck out in my head for the rest of my life as a really cool moment but what was my that, wife 93? a Cardinals fan I uh <laughs> 
I despise their every existence. Oh, come on. Not because of her, but because of just, I mean, you guys, the, the infield fly rule against Braves, really? Are we going to have to bring that up? I mean, that was the worst call in MLB history. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you all pay, but God dang, it's got to be better than a crew chief salary. Man, it definitely sounds uh, like a typical Braves fan. Always, it sounds, it sounds like Martin Truex here coming up with excuses. No, I'm <laughs> it's it's always fun at my house because my roommate is a Cubs fan, my wife is a Cardinals fan, and I am a Braves fan. So you can imagine what some nights are like. Oh yeah. Uh, who'd you say was a Cubs fan? My roommate. We have okay. a, uh, a roommate that lives with us and our family. He's a very, very close friend of ours. So yeah. I know it's a weird situation, but hey, no judgment. It works out great for us. So. Yeah, yeah. Bring some money and help pay that rent. Heck yeah. Hey, got to make that money, man. However it comes. Yeah. If you know yeah. anyone else looking for a house? We take all all homeless people. You know, <laughs> as, long as, as long as your check's clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ryan, sir, it's been a a pleasure thank you for calling in uh and we will be reaching out to you sometime in the future to to hook up at a race or something all right guys well thank you so much for having me i'm gonna run back in here and start digging on these cars again yeah have have a good night and uh we'll talk to you later kill it at iowa all right thanks guys see you bye okay lugs we were were talking about oh by the way fans that was ryan bell great interview insight awesome yeah, insight awesome to the insight to crew chief and smaller team. I insight mean, knowledge, yeah. Yeah, if you can't, if you listen to that and you don't become a fan of his, of NBM Motorsports, what the hell is wrong with you? Because, yeah. I mean, again, you kind of start to see the blood, sweat, tears these guys put in for these teams and what they do and the respect they deserve. So, again, if you don't, stop listening to the show. How about that? <laughs> We want all the fans we can get, but I, if you're a fan that can't, can't respect, respect that, it, yeah, then, then yeah. I don't know how we can please you. So Exactly. Uh, so, Lugs, where were we at? We were talking about Michigan previously. Uh, yeah, was it a good race according to Jeff Gluck's poll, and it was split 50-50, which, you know, divided fan base, I get. I guess I get that. So Yeah, and like I said, I was kind of like, eh, what, did I like it, did I not like Cause, it? Because I'm on the fence, too. I'm not saying it's a bad race, but I'm not saying it's a good race. So it was, yeah kind of hard for me to vote yes there's not a kind of option yeah there. right so, right so you're gonna vote yes or no and and <laughs> i did vote yes but I th- honestly i think i did too as well uh because it wasn't didn't leave me like disappointed it wasn't boring it wasn't i mean I, yeah logano had a car that was just killing it and so. you can't have a top-notch race every single week and there's too many variables too many yeah. things that happen it's just not gonna it's not it's gonna not gonna be the way right so. right yeah uh, so what else do we uh, have at Michigan that we want to talk about? I can think of one big thing. Uh, the last restart? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, you heard me kind of make fun of Ryan in that interview calling him Martin Truex Jr. They're jokingly at the end about how he makes up excuses, mainly referencing this restart. So if you haven't seen the video yet, it's all over Twitter or whatever. Um, find it. What's your thoughts, Lugs? Did he jump? I mean, it was maybe just the slightest little bit early, okay. but I think it was still legal. Okay, let me pitch you in a let me let me paint the box for you. You ready? It's already painted. Oh, <laughs> so you're behind the wheel. You're looking ahead of you. You look at the flag, man. You listen to it on your on your speaker. You're looking behind you on the mirror, all at the same effing time. And then there's this line way out to the left. That's the restart zone, right? Okay. 
you jump 10 foot early, whoop-de-freaking-do. I mean, it's a box. You can decide when to go in that box. In that box, box yes. So, so to me, even if he did go just a touch early, there's a lot I, of games played, right? Oh, yeah. Cat and mouse all the time. And Kyle Busch is the and, best at playing those games. And Truex got got, so. Yeah, exactly. Get over it. Let's be honest. Was Truex going to pass him? No. Probably not. Logano had by far the most dominant car all day. Yeah. So. And just every week, what do we see when he gets out of the he car? He can't take ownership. Exactly. No accountability on the 19th part. And here's the thing that sucks. I actually like Truex. I did. I did. Yeah. But he's a likable guy. You gotta, yeah, you gotta call it when you see it, man. It takes some self accountability. Own it, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, another takeaway is after the race interview with Kevin Harvick because his team decided to take four tires at the end and put them back in traffic a little bit. And Rodney Childers basically said, "Hey, I made the wrong call. We couldn't pass more cars than I thought we could." Kevin Harvick was like, "I just drive the car. I just drive the car. I just drive the car." I think he's so just pissed off at this point. Every week it's something with his team, right? He's just stuck in the cycle where he's <laughs> yeah, just like, I don't uh, even, I, I'm just going to roll with the punches at this point. But, you know, he had a good car once again. I think if anybody could have hung with Logano, it was going to be him. And he proved that, right? He yeah. didn't lead a ton of laps, but he at least was up there challenging Logano. Yeah. But, man, yeah, they got to close up that uh, those issues. Yeah, absolutely. How many times he pitted this year because he thought he's had a loose Lo- wheel? Loose wheel, or did have a loose wheel? Yeah, yeah, quite almost every race it seems like. Yeah, so uh, he, there's no doubt he's gonna find victory lane. Just they need to they need to stop those. I call it, he issues. finds victory lane this weekend, just not in the race. M- maybe Somewhere not else. in a cup yeah. race. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe racing with Keelan or something. Yeah. But. Uh, so um, there was two penalties. After the race, that was for Busher and Suarez, loose lug nuts. I think I mentioned that previously. Um, nothing major. $10,000 fines. Eh, pocket yeah. change. Yeah, especially for those teams. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't have anything else to really talk about in the cup race. The only thing I want to say is the engagement from the drivers with the fans during the rain delay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot football. about that. Yeah. That Corey was really LaJoy, cool. Bubba. Yeah. Uh, I think Matt Tiff may have been out I there, I wondered too. if they were going to get the football back the first time they Yeah, exactly. And it was really neat to see the fans interact and throw it back and yeah. Yeah, continue it on. So. so, I was curious if it, if it was someone's going to be like, no, screw you. I'm taking this football. Oh, it was Daniel Hemmerich, not Matt Tiff, by the way. Yeah. I was trying to remember who Bubba was. Corey, and, uh, Corey LaJoy, yeah. yeah. But that was just cool to see. Never, I don't recall any seeing something like that before. So neat to see something like that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, again, a couple of those guys. If you're don't like those guys, why? You know, is it just because of the car they drive or what? If take take the car out of it, look at the person as the person, and, mm, and see. Right, right. Uh, moving on to Xfinity, uh, we saw Tyler Reddick get another win. Yep, he also had a loose lug nut penalty after the race. Oh, did he? Yeah. Uh, so congrats to Tyler. He, uh, you know, I'm not going to say he doesn't, he deserved the win or he didn't earn it. Cause obviously he, he did earn it, but it's a little bit of a fuel mileage race yeah. played into that a little sure. bit, but, yeah. uh, good for him. Yeah. Congrats to those guys. Uh, anything else on Xfinity? Tame the beast. <laughs> yeah. Go get yourself some tame the beast products. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not at that point to review my product yet. I'm, I'm not either. Maybe yeah, next so week. Yeah, so a couple more weeks so we get time to actually use it for a little bit and see. <laughs> make, make sure it doesn't bleach our skin or something. Yeah, I don't think – I mean, honestly, I, I like their marketing format, and so far I like their products. It may be a little 
it reminds me of Vicks Vapor Rub, the smell, not the sensation, the smell. For I'm not which, saying it's essentially a bad. For which product do you have again? The nut butter. The, the shaving butter, essentially, right? No, it's nut butter. You oh, put it, so you put it on your balls. For and it, the chafing. Yeah, the chafing, yeah, and it conditions the boys. Yeah, at least you don't, softens at the least skin. You don't, at least you don't have a, the opposite odor going on. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, actually, it's not a... You get used to it, like, you kind of like it. It's just, it is overpowering at times. And actually, the only, well, I don't want to review the product yet, but the container comes, I'm not a big fan of either, but... Okay. So, I did see that the it's the owner or founder or director or somebody's following yeah, the, us. Yeah, the founder is following us on Facebook now. So thank you. On and Facebook? It, oh, cool. Yeah, it's on Facebook, yeah. I assumed it was Twitter. So no, it's Facebook. Cool. So cool. anyway, thank you for uh, following us, and thank you for giving us some of your product to try out for our fans to, to learn about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on to truck series. <laughs> Crazy. Best race of the weekend? I didn't get to see it. Oh, man. And what were you doing? What were you, they, you're out with all those chicks again? They, they don't. <laughs> That that I when I looked for it Sunday they didn't have the full race posted like they do with the Cup Series they post it up after a couple of days yeah I haven't been able to find it but I want to watch it I yeah so and, tell us and about Kyle it. Bush is a damn genius tell us about it I just told you Kyle Bush is a damn genius why <laughs> this old guy comes out with a walker and you're like really gray hair with cameras and eh, yeah with cameras <laughs> everywhere I can barely drive and he gets in a wins race. And I'm not. I mean, it was a joke about Greg Biffle. Um, I mean, he's looked the same age for the last 45 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Biffle gets in, hasn't really drove a race well, for. 2001 three, was the last truck race. Was, yeah, exactly. Holy crap. So he hasn't drove in a race in three years, and yeah, it's been 18 years since the last truck race. Yeah. He gets in nuts, and it takes him a nut butter. It takes, <laughs> it takes him a little bit to get going, but. Um, Battle of attrition, he did win. Um, so it makes it leads to a question. Kyle Bush was very vocal about his team before that, and now you bring this guy who hasn't raced in all these years, comes into your truck and wins the damn race. Yeah, it just adds fuel to the fire, man. So, how much attrition had to attrit in order for him to win this race? Because I didn't see it. I think he could have, regardless, but dude, there was wrecks constantly. I think they had like 16 cautions or something, really. The best caution was Tyler Ankrum. The dude spun and went straight down pit lane, almost the whole distance pit lane sideways, without, really? without hitting the wall or getting in the grass. He's literally just like he was trying to drive like down pit glided. lane sideways. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was very impressive. Hmm. So and, what's what's this mean for um, Bert, Harrison Burton and Todd yeah, Gilliland? Exactly. I don't, so he rated, he Kyle Busch rated them a two out of ten before Texas. Where did they finish that night, or did they crash? So, Todd crashed out. Harrison, I mean, they're both then doing decent, but they're doing like what they've done all season. They were kind of like pushing the top five, yeah, and and that's about it. And then uh, Todd ended up wrecking out, which really screwed his night. So I can honestly see Todd without a ride with Kyle Busch next year. Interesting. That's that's my opinion. Yeah, I think he would give Harrison because Harrison is still a rookie. Harrison hasn't had a whole lot of experience. I mean, Todd's got more experience than Harrison does, obviously. Uh, no, Harrison's still doing well in K and N. Yeah, running, so. so I think I think he he would give Harrison at least a one more year shot. Okay, but Todd not necessarily. Okay. Any other takeaways from truck? Uh, people were bashing Natalie Decker. 
it's like a, they she say crash it's a, again. Yeah, it was a guarantee that she crashes every week, oh and it, unfortunately, it's starting. She's to having a rough year, though. Yeah, she is, and unfortunately, it's. I think the somewhat people are joking because she's looking a lot like Danica. I mean, Danica wrecked so much that people are comparing the two and just turn it into a laughing stock. I think she's more talented than Danica, myself. But she has a lot to still But learn. she's not a Haley Deegan. I thought she was going to be, but Haley Deegan's really impressing, man. Yeah, she's wrecked herself, wrecked her way to two wins. Yeah, really yeah. impressive. Yeah, two of three wins. <laughs> hey, really? And let's be honest, that guy, that guy, it was his fault he wrecked. He started it. He should expect it. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Let's finish trucks. And all right, go ahead. Um, the... I mean, the only other takeaway I had was the crazy drafting, the runs they got. Ross Chastain going down the apron, taking him four wide, being aggressive as he is. Did Ross finish? Yeah, he finished uh, maybe fifth, sixth. So good first outing with yeah. the new points yeah. championship. Yeah, and not bad. But anyway, uh, fantastic job. It was, it was an entertaining race. I'll have to see if Very I can find it. It's probably, hopefully race. it's up on YouTube by now, so I'll have to try and find it. Yeah. So now let's talk about Kanan. Okay. Haley Deegan takes out her teammate for the win. Again. Well, last time wasn't her teammate, was it? The first time was her first win. Hmm. It was the six Xylo car or whatever it is. I, I don't, don't remember. I that. don't know all the names. I apologize. But yeah, the second time she's done that. Which, you know, whatever. So, a win's a win. You got to do what you got to do, right? But. So two two things I want to say before you get on your soapbox. Okay, I'm not, I'm not getting on a soapbox. I'm just making obvious statements. First first thing is that when he passed her, he didn't crash her. He didn't spin her. And second thing is, if she thinks she's gonna be this is this is gonna be her tactic through all the way up to the Cup Series, she's not gonna make it very far. So I okay I I agree with you about the tactic because I think. I don't think she uses. Because she didn't have much remorse in the post race. No, interview. I don't think it's a tactic, but I don't think she's scared either. And I, actually, I think that's a, a damn good thing. She's putting her. She's making a point early that don't f with me or I'll f with you. So she got. Maybe she didn't spin out. Maybe she's a better driver than her teammate. But he completely body checked her. On that restart. When she was by far the dominant car. So. My opinion, when he did that to her, he set himself up and knew what was coming. Yeah, I mean, he definitely should have known something was coming. I'm just, you know, I don't know. When it, we weren't in the car, so we can't say whether yeah. she hit him harder. And obviously, or she hit was, him, you know, but, but if you watch the video, she didn't, I mean, like, just completely turn right and check him out. Like, we see some of these cup drivers do. She ran in there hard and got into him a little bit, uh -huh. and he spun, yeah. sure. But... Again, maybe she had better well, car control than him. You know, he my, completely my, body I guess my point here is if, if you're going to make those comments after you have those incidents in Truck Series or Xfinity or especially Cup, yeah, those those words are going to come back to you a lot quicker in those series. I guess yeah. it's my, my only point. Yeah, she made a comment uh, a month ago or so about how she's getting tired of getting pushed around. It's not going to happen anymore. Well, good for her. And I mean, then this incident happens where yeah, he, it, you know, and, and as spectators, we can only see what we see, right? We sure. don't see their view in every single lap of the race. So, yeah. you know, maybe she is getting pushed around and taken advantage of. If yeah. so, good for her. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that played a part in it is that she was, 
saying, hey, I'm getting tired of you guys. Just because, I don't know this is what she's thinking about. Hey, I'm a girl. Stop picking on me. That's not what I'm meaning. I'm, what I'm meaning is that I think some guys out there tend to like, ah, she, she's a girl. She can't fucking drive anyway. And I'm gonna, I'm just gonna knock her out of my way. Well, I don't, going, and maybe so. not that, but just the fact that, <coughs> let's face it, she's got a, she's got a spotlight on her, right? Oh yeah, she absolutely. So if you compete her, you, you're gonna um, go up and. I mean, that's true. Everybody's. I mean, yeah, book. you're, you're, you're very true. You're very true. Um, I think she's got a good thing going. Absolutely, it works for Kyle Busch, right? Yeah, I mean. So I, I'm saying that 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 mentality can work. So question is, when is she gonna step up to a truck, truck ride? She's still young. She's only seventeen. Which you got to be eighteen now as a se- as a rule in the series, right? To be in the to uh, do a trucks. No, is it eighteen to do a truck or eighteen to do like a mile and a half? I thought you can do like a short track at seventeen. Uh, and I, I could be wrong. I, I don't I don't know. I know to do a mile and a half, you have to at least be eighteen. Gotcha. Because I think Harrison Burton did a couple smaller truck races. I thought. <coughs> and again, I could be wrong, and I apologize if I am. Uh, but I think, I think, and I'm throwing this out there, <laughs> this is what I could see, Ty Gillen and getting the boot and her stepping to take that truck ride. She turns yeah. 18 next month. Well. And I don't mean, like, during this season. I mean next season. Yeah. Well, 2020. 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Well, all I can say is she bear. She better perform because Kyle's not going to beat around the bush. Right. Well, she's a she's a Toyota backed driver. driver. Yeah. 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 She is a Monster Energy backed driver, which kind of feeds into the whole Bush family dynamic setting, all that. So I'm just thinking that the the relationships are equaling. It's trending in the right direction. Yeah. 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 Okay. Any other takeaways from? No, I, I thought that was kind of. I watched uh, some of that as well, like replays of it. It's pretty good. Um, and honestly, again, I think she. I don't see her doing anything wrong. I, I don't think what she did was wrong because he set the tone by body checking her. Now, had he raced her clean and then she did that, it'd be a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree there. Uh, some cup news. So, Kurt Busch, this weekend, we got an off weekend. Uh, obviously, if you didn't know that, if you didn't know that, you're probably not a diehard race fan, and you're probably sleeping <laughs> under a rock, but uh, off weekend this weekend. So, Kurt Busch is heading to Le Mans uh, for the races down there this weekend. A lot of talk about, uh, hey, is he going to do that full-time? Is that what he's going to do next year? Because he's not under contract which Chip Ganassi passed this year, but he said he wants he's open to sure. staying with Chip Ganassi. Sure. Where do you see him going in 2020? I don't see him doing Lamont. I don't either. I think he's too competitive still. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he finished second yeah. Monday. Yeah. That's weird. Sounds he weird finished that, second but. to his brother not too long ago because he said if he could catch him, he'd wreck him. He just needs a little bit yeah. more. And, I mean, dude, he's one of the top-performing Chevy drivers he every week. probably the top, uh, aside of Bowman, yeah. Chase Elliott. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about Bowman, we actually have some breaking news right before we started the podcast today about Bowman. Lay it on me. So Nationwide has come out and said they're going to invoke their early dismissal clause, essentially, with Hendrick Motorsports and step away from Hendrick Motorsports at the end of the season. Yes. Interesting. Now, they didn't say they're getting out of NASCAR. They didn't say they're getting out of racing, and they made a comment that they have some PSA stuff to do with Dale Jr. Question is... 
are they going to be used, utilizing that money and more into like a junior atmosphere and maybe to one of his Xfinity cars, maybe? Could be argued <laughs> for that. Who knows? Uh, I mean, what other what other insurance carriers do we have still? Geico? Geico, which, which, oh, no, 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 this is setting a tone. This is setting a tone. Think about this. I, I just, just dawned on me. Who's the number one provider to potentially be the top sponsor next year? Geico. Geico. Geico comes in and be as a top and is a, mm, becomes a top those, sponsor. Those le- tiered level. Yeah, sponsors. then Nationwide could feel that they're going to be overshadowed by that, so they're going to step in, maybe go to Xfinity, where they are not overshadowed by the whole uh, Geico sponsorship. Hmm. Or maybe they're stepping up to be the Xfinity. No, no, the uh, the oh. cup tier level sponsorship. They're just not going to particularly sponsor a sure car. Sure. But the rumor is Geico is going to be the top, the top sponsor next year. We'll see. But I could I haven't see heard that in a while. I heard it's been a while. <laughs> well, it's it's it. true. It has been a while. But I can see that dynamic because, like, when a soda company comes in, you know, like, or a beverage company, they're limiting on what beverage companies can, you know, sponsor in the sport. So like that. So I can see them having a maybe they're being proactive to what they're expecting to happen. Sure. Um. Also announced today or shown today. Uh, as we are 80 days away from the Darlington Southern 500. Yeah, and we uh, shared a um, page with some paint schemes. Yeah, paint scheme unveiled for Chase Elliott today. Yes, another good-looking car. Another homage to his father back yeah. in the 80s. 81 uh, Thunderbird. That was the last year he raced for his dad, George Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tr- let's see, what else? Truck news. So... Tyler Ankrum, we talked to earlier about how he slid down. And he still came back to finish like a top five, too, after that. Really? Um, but anyway, uh, I don't really know a lot about Tyler, but he seemed like a very uh, decent driver. He actually liked one of our Twitter posts. But anyway, <clears throat> um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, anyway, it came out that he has some issues with sponsorship this season, so he's not going to be running a full-time 2019. He's going to be part-time. So unfortunate news mm. for him. Money makes the world go round, unfortunately. Yep. Uh, I did see that Biffle wasn't eligible for the money that he won. Yeah. Like so, the bonus, the triple crown yeah. or whatever they call it. Yeah, I know you didn't watch the race, but there was big talk. I mean, they handed him a big thing of money for winning that race last week in Texas. Hey, essentially, it was like a $50,000 what bonus if you won that race, and then yeah. it also carries then, over to... Yeah, so if you won the next race after that, it's 100000 and then it's like another 150000 after that. Gateway, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think that's so right. So they said that basically because he didn't... This is a one-off race for Biffle. Mm-hmm. He didn't have his entry in time for the yeah. deadline, which was like two days, I think, prior. It was, yeah, it was the, the race was like on the 5th, and the deadline was the 3rd. Yeah. So he missed the deadline, but they say he is eligible for Iowa. So Kyle, they asked Kyle Bush, like, are you still going to try to take him or field a truck? And he basically said, I don't know. It just depends. We've already got, what do you say, I think three or four trucks going. Yeah, he said it's hard to come up with a team for a fifth truck. Yeah. Which is, I mean, yeah, I would assume it would be. So is there no... There's there no a, no car slash truck limit for the truck series? Like, can you have five trucks? I well, I guess I'm assuming. Well, I guess there's a clause a, because, like with Hendrick, yeah, they can have can four have cars a, and have a right few tests. Like, test sure, sure. You know, one one offs. Yeah, yeah, I think you can have like five one offs. So in probably the be considered so that, that's what I'm yeah. thinking too. Um. So, it, a funny post about all this is that yes, Kyle Busch said, "Damn, I'm genius after a win." 
but this tweet, Jeremy, Jeremy Mayfield, you, you know, I was going with that. He yeah. said, you really I sent want to it look to like you. you. Are you the one that sent yeah. it to me? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, you were. That was, credit. Okay. Sorry, Lug. I forgot you sent it to me. But yes, that was hilarious. <laughs> and you know, when I seen that, I thought, dude, someone photoshopped this. And then I went to Jeremy Mayfield's Twitter page and it was legit. And I was like, all right. All right. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's actually still got a fan following. You think years of meth use and other stuff, but you know what, Jeremy, you're more than welcome to call on the show and talk about it. <laughs> we were right down the road. You know, you're from right down the road from where we're at. So, I don't think he's out in North North Carolina. I now, think though, now he but. is. Yeah, but he's from Walter Country, of Owensboro, Kentucky. Yeah. So, only other piece of news that I have is that I saw on good old Reddit. I always got my my Reddit rumors. That'll be that'll be our new. There'll be a Reddit rumors. section. Yeah, Reddit yeah. rumors. It's like our silly season that, questions. Yeah, 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 that you just made up for this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, RCR supposedly is working overtime to get a slot for Tyler Reddick in Cup Series next season. Oh, yeah, I did hear something about that. They said even if not with them, maybe with one of their satellite teams like Jermaine or something. That scares me. If I'm Tyler Reddick, that Yeah, I me. agree. Kick Dylan to the Austin to the curb and put him in the three. They're not going to kick Austin. I know they're not going if to. If anything, they certainly don't seem to be having any sponsorship issues this year. So expand the three cars, but don't send them to a satellite team. That's just going to spell doom for his career, and I hope that he realizes that. Stay, do the do the Christopher Bell option. Stay another year in Xfinity if you have to. So so think about this, Lux. <clears throat> you know, we're always, not we, NASCAR is always on the hot new thing, right? Next year, potential of Chris Bell coming up, mm-hmm. Reddick coming up, maybe Custer coming up. Yeah. Who else? I'm sure somebody else that we're maybe forgetting. Just think about it. when's the last time we had superstars come up like that? The last time I could think of having like true superstars competing against each other was Matt Kenneth Bell Jr. They had that kind of aura coming up from Xfinity or Nationwide or Bush, where it was at the time, to, to Cup. Because usually you get one, oh, here comes whoever. Yeah. But a pair to three superstars, you get the Ford the superstar, season. the Toyota superstar, and the Chevy superstar mm-hmm. from that series all potentially moving up at the same time. That could be a very epic rookie of the year battle. Not only that, but who's getting unseated? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's every season we go through this. And unfortunately, we're about to the halfway point of the season, so these rumors are only going to intensify. Yeah, absolutely. So, but that's all I got. Yeah, uh, fans, thank you for listening. If you're still listening, um, you send us. Um, I don't know, come up with a code word. Ooh, hold on, we got to do points. Yeah. Oh yeah. Shit. Well, that's why I was getting ready to make fun of. I was getting ready to come up with something stupid for points. But so, go what, ahead. Do you, what do you go think? Ahead. Uh, before I run through points, since we don't have a cup race this weekend, yeah, what do we, we do? Some bonus points this. Yeah, weekend? I was gonna say if you're listening, they've this listened far, this far. Yes. Yeah, you know, write back and say uh, lugs eats poop, and then you get ten bonus points. How about you just send oh, us okay. your <laughs> winner, uh, your pick for winning the truck race in Iowa. And your winner pick for the Xfinity race at Iowa this weekend. And for each winner that you pick, you'll get how many points? How, how generous 15, you 15 points. 15 points. So you can bank 15. 30 points this weekend. And I'm going to go through the point standings here. Uh, Gasman, you might you might want to go ahead and start making some Yeah, I, I got to think of who to picks. pick. So, um, so trucks, I'm going with uh, – god dang it um, – Xfinity. 
All right, so we're at Iowa. I'm going to go... That's the thing. I don't know enough about I'm going to go Christopher Bell. For the... Okay, Xfinity. yeah, yeah. It makes sense. Um, I don't want to choose the same one. I'll go with Custer. Okay. And then truck-wise... Uh, I'm going to go with Ross. Going to go Ross Chesting? I'll, I'll, okay. I'll pay behind Ross. I will go... Hmm. Moffitt, maybe? Sure, I mean, that's a good a good choice. Or Johnny Sauter. I'll go I'll go Moffitt. Okay. Moffitt and Bell, Custer and Ross. So if you have one of the winning drivers picked and submit them before the race starts, um, then you're gonna get fifteen points if you have the have the winner for each driver. So you might be able to pad your points this weekend. Sure. And if you're not putting this on Facebook, so Yeah, if you also yeah, yeah, don't we're not putting it on Facebook. Okay. And if you it's a bonus. You, you know for why? Listening yeah, this for, far. for listening this far, uh, and if you send us an email at wreckingracing@gmail.com and say that Gasman rules, lugs drools, I'll give you an extra five points. <laughs> now you're just now you're just handing points out. Hey, they need to be rewarded for listening to you for what are we at now? Fifty-two minutes? An hour? No, hour twenty minutes. Hour twenty minutes. You can't even read the clock on the. There's three clocks okay. on this screen. All right, we're gonna go through points now. Calm down. Okay. Uh, although you're gonna be all right here in a couple seconds. Um, <laughs> I dropped the third. Yes, mother. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Mr. Gasman here for Michigan had picks of Harvick and Keselowski. Solid picks. I think they were both in top ten, right? Uh, you earned seventy-one points this week. Uh, I had Harvick and Boyer, who dicked me real hard by oh, his in a good way. No, by I, mean, a, I know you by liked a really him. bad way. <clears throat> okay, he got two points this week, so. Uh, I brought home f- a total of 41 points. Jeff Stainhook had Brad Kozlowski and Kevin Harvick, same as you, brought home 71 points. Joseph Adams had Logano, our winner, the only person to pick the winner this weekend. And Kevin Harvick uh, brought home 89 points. How many points did I have? If you would listen, you had 71 points. Damn it. So Joseph Adams passed me. <laughs> John Elliott had Elliot, Elliot uh, Chase Elliott. I can't talk and uh, uh, Jones. So thirty-four points. Rough weekend. For yeah. So John Elliott, you made a comment to us that you're riding the Elliott train to, to until it derails. Um, choo choo, crash. <laughs> he yeah, finished twentieth. That wouldn't classify yeah, as a well, derailing. Well, it's not a top five either. No. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Awkward pause. Daniel Cameron had Harvick and Boyer. Uh, same as me, 41 points. Tough weekend for us there, bud. Uh, Eddie Greer, Harvick, and Jones earned him 40, uh, 53 points. Sorry, 53 points. And Jessica Mueller had Harvick and Kyle, as usual, with 76 points. So, points totals. Uh, Jessica Mueller retains the lead, 1,065 points. Though. Joseph Adams no. moves into second place, 1,042 points. Joseph, you suck. Uh, Gasman here is back to third and with 1,030 points. I'm close. Jeff Stainhook, fourth, 1,009 points. He's coming for your third. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Daniel Cameron, fifth place, 942. Uh, yours truly, Lugs. Sixth place, 927 points. John Elliott, seventh, 902. And Eddie Greer, 754. Eddie's going to pass you and John. 
<laughs> Probably yeah. the way I've been free falling. <laughs> so there you go. There's your point. Send us your picks for Iowa and, and truck. And don't you're not for- gonna you're not gonna get this every weekend. Yeah, and, and don't forget to send your email wreckingrace at gmail.com that gas man rules lugs drools for your five points. <laughs> Stop looking at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> No basis there whatsoever, but sure, we'll just hand out we'll hand out points so that five gas, points, five so, points. So What's that, that going to do? Well, apparently, and I'm not taking. Apparently, it can make you fall down another position. So. Well, here's the deal: five points. I'm I'm not claiming it. When you're crying because you're in sixth place at Homestead, don't <laughs> by five points. Don't come crying to me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, that works for me. <laughs> All Thanks right. for listening to this far. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Ryan, again, fantastic interview. I hope to have him on again in the future. I'm sure we will. Uh, anyway, yeah, great. and uh, Great episode. Thank Lugs here. I really want to appreciate you for being my co-host. Thank you. It takes a lot out of me. <laughs> Go to hell. <laughs> and the check and flag waves on this episode. Tune in next week to keep updated on all things NASCAR. Please like us on iTunes and follow us on Podbean. We'd like to hear from you, so reach out to us too at wreckingandracing at gmail.com. Thanks again and see you soon.